Hi, I'm Brett Robinson. Welcome to the Redeeming Hope Podcast, where we share biblical truths that'll give you real hope. What is real hope? It's a hope that is relevant, energizing, authentic, and linked to Jesus. My name is Max Feline. Uh, it's great to be on this podcast this today. So let me get into uh, the message. My text is taken from Luke chapter 7, uh, verses 22 to 23. So let's just pray. Father, take your word today. Allow it to take root in our hearts. So when circumstance comes up against us, we will have enough of your word in us that causes faith to rise in our hearts, that we may run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. Jesus, as we follow you, amen. Isn't it amazing that even when you know that what you are doing is correct, there comes a time when circumstance come. And believe me, it comes unexpectedly. At the same time, fear tends to enter and throw us totally off focus. Has this ever happened to you? It normally happens when we are feeling tired, lonely, upset because of issues that are challenging. We have productive time on our hands and our mind begins to question many things. You know, one person who experienced this firsthand was John the Baptist. He was given a function to fulfill. And if anyone was sure of this function, it was John. He had been given his mandate directly from the Father. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Pointing the way to the coming Messiah through the baptism of repentance. His job description and mandate were absolutely clear-cut. He did not mix or compromise his words. There is no doubt in this call from God. He had challenged the highest authority in the land, Herod, regarding the affair he was having with his brother's wife, Herodias. He challenged the learned scholars of the day, calling them snakes, vipers, dead men's bones. In meeting Jesus, John the Baptist made the following statement, Behold, the Lamb of God, his eyes witness the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus as a dove, and the Father saying, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. He then goes on saying in John 3 verses 27 to 30 to his followers that he is not the Christ. But because of the bridegroom's voice, this joy therefore is fulfilled. He must increase, but I must decrease. I just wonder how he knew about the bridegroom and the bride of Christ. I wonder if he knew that he was about to fulfill his role given to him. Folks, I implore you to hear and grasp this message today. Never say or think 
you are some sort of big shot in God's kingdom. Because even though John was anointed and appointed in his real time of need due to fear, he began to doubt his very calling. And on top of it, he became, he began to doubt who Jesus was. Always remember, when doubt comes in, fear and unbelief follow. I want to paint a picture of John in prison. Lonely, no one of like mind to talk to, pacing up and down, saying, is he really the one? I was so sure he was, yet it doesn't seem to be so. You see, the big issue I have with this whole thing is where is the judgment? I know explicitly what the scriptures teach. Actually, I preach these scriptures myself to those who came through baptism after their repentance. What was he talking about? In Luke chapter 3 verses 15 to 17, this is what caused the offense. He was beginning to judge Jesus. Where is the fire? I've still not seen the winnowing fan the scriptures speak of to bring the fire to clear his threshing floor and burn up that chaff with unquestionable fire. How on earth are these people going to be delivered? All I've heard are the miracles, the teachings, but where is the judgment? Maybe I've missed it, but I must be very sure. When the disciples come to me to bring food, I will send them to Jesus with just one question. Are you the, com the coming one, the Messiah, or do we look for another? Let's take a moment to relate this to our own lives. Everything is going just great. We are on top of the world. Our expectations are extremely high. The adrenaline pump is working well. We understand our core values in life. All our future goals are in place, waiting to be achieved. We don't rely on Red Bull to keep us focused. We are really blessed. Then it happens. Circumstance comes, raises its head and causes our health to break down or the business to fail or there is a major problem in the marriage or serious family issues that develop. You lose everything you have and that which was so fervently believed in begins to crumble through doubt. Listen to me. Time and loneliness will always play games with an unproductive mind as we somehow begin to fear that our former decisions and expectations were wrong as things begin to crumble. And the thoughts come into our minds saying, what if, maybe, had I done this or that, remember the devil will always attack the unregenerate mind. Always remember this, as fear comes in, it brings its lifelong friends 
doubt and unbelief. Who knows what I'm saying? Have you ever been there? John the Baptist was not the only one in the Bible placed in this position. Remember, Elijah, his great victory over the prophets of Baal. Now this is experiencing the power of God in action. He was one who, like John, was anointed and appointed a prophet by God to the people. But after being challenged by Jezebel, he then goes on to question this huge victory, runs to the mountains to hide. He forgets his covenant. The covenant power that was working in and through him. He wanted to die. Elijah thought he was the only prophet left in the land. Is this thing possible? Yes, it is. Why? Because fear left unchecked brings forth doubt and unbelief. The disciples see Jesus and giving the message from John the Baptist. They witness Jesus performing the many miracles. He then tells the disciples the following because he knew exactly what had happened to John in prison. In Luke 7, 22 and 23, let us concentrate on verses 23 for a while. Blessed is he that does not fall away or offended because of me. The NRV and NKJV speaks, these versions speak of being offended as it goes back to John the Baptist. The words fall away and being offended is from the Greek word, Greek word scandalizo, an interesting word formed from the, from the word scandalon, an animal trap. It figuratively refers to a snare laid for the enemy, Jesus knew that John had taken up an offense as he began to judge. The verb scandalize means cause to be caught or to fall, give offense to, anger or shock. What is Jesus saying? Blessed is the person who does not get trapped or tripped up or confused by my ministry and my teachings. Many people did just that in his day. The Pharisees were offended by his casual disregard for their many niggling rules. They could not see Jesus for who he was. They had been offended. The Sadducees Religious philosophy could not stand up to the authority of Jesus. The Sadducees later attempted to prevent Peter and John from preaching the gospel and had them thrown in jail. Also offended. Let's now relate this to our own lives. How many times have we ourselves got bogged down with some insignificant rule that has been made which has created an offence? Or we believe in something and people disagree with it. And our feelings get hurt. Then turns to anger. This is dangerous ground to cause an offence. Anyone been there? You can say, Amen. Or, Yes, that's me. 
You may have been offended by the Lord at some point in your life which you just can't get past. Maybe a relationship that went wrong or you've been let down in your business or job. Perhaps you prayed for something or someone and just the opposite happened. And because of this, you seem to be stuck. And you are not where you should be in your spiritual life because of doubt or fear of the future. Jesus now puts the same question to each of us today as he gave to John. Blessed is the person who is not offended because of me. Listen, folks. There will come a time when God brings when someone brings God's word in a manner which is we are not used to, or it is not according to what your persuasion is in terms of doctrinal belief. Don't be offended by what you you hear and see. Don't get hung up on the things you don't understand, spiritually speaking. If what the person says presses your red button, be very careful. You don't fall into the trap of being offended and scandalized. Even at this time, God has a wonderful history of taking his people and comforting them. In Luke 7, 24, 28, a message that we can learn from Jesus and the way he sees those who serve him. Jesus praised John the Baptist in spite of his doubt and unbelief, for he was and what he did. One lesson that comes from comes through loud and clear to me is that Jesus looks at the person's strengths, not his weaknesses. Jesus' assessment of John is not critical of his current, current discouragement, but appreciative of his faith and deeds. Folks, there are times when we are weak after taking a blow from circumstance. And while we are still reeling, knowing this today, the Lord is not there to hold you down in your despair when you are struggling to breathe and survive. He is there to help you, not push you down, but rather he reaches down to pull you to the surface. Know this today. It's the devil's voice, not God, that continues to always condemn you. I trust you've heard a word uh, uh, that can help you today in your quiet time. I'd like all of you who hear this podcast this today, read Romans 8 and verses 26 to 39. Thanks for tuning in. I pray that the message of God's Word will build your faith and develop a hope that is so strong it's like an anchor for your soul. Go ahead and subscribe and why not share the message with a friend?